0: Hi, you're about to get smarter in just a few minutes with Curiosity Daily from Curiosity.com. I'm Cody Goff.
1: And I'm Ashley Hamer. Today, you'll learn about a bacterial electric grid beneath our feet, traits that many female animals have evolved to avoid harassment, and why tea leaves sink.
0: Let's satisfy some curiosity.
1: There's a natural electric grid beneath your feet. It's formed by nanowires produced by billions of electricity-producing bacteria. And researchers have recently made a new discovery that could help us harness this natural power for our own uses. But let's back up. Why would bacteria make electricity in the first place? Well, everything that's alive has to turn nutrients into energy. It turns out that the process of turning nutrients into useful energy creates a byproduct, extra electrons. Most organisms get rid of their extra electrons by transferring them to oxygen molecules in their cells. But not every organism has access to oxygen, including bacteria that live in soil deep underground. So they've evolved an unusual solution. They exhale their extra electrons into underground minerals like iron oxide. But, as any electrician knows, electricity won't travel through just anything. You need wires. And these electrogenic bacteria make their own. Researchers call them nanowires, and they're trying to figure out how to put them to good use. For a long time, scientists thought the nanowires were made out of a protein they already knew about, called pili. Lots of bacteria have pili. If you've ever seen a cartoon drawing of a bacterium, you've seen them. They're the little hairs that stick out of the membrane. Most bacteria use these hairs to move around and to interact with other bacteria. So it only made sense that these bacteria would use them to transfer electricity. But it turns out that's not what happens. The researchers behind the new discovery started by growing some of their own microbes in the lab. Then they used a technique called cryogenic electron microscopy to take a very, very close look at the nanowires. What they found was a big surprise. Pili aren't nanowires at all. Instead, the pili of these bacteria are tiny little machines located on their insides. They work like pistons to pump out chains of different proteins that do form nanowires. And those nanowires pump out electrons. Together, those nanowires make a huge, electrified web. This new discovery changes a lot of what scientists thought they knew. The researchers say scientists have published thousands of studies that were based on the old idea about pili and nanowires. And, of course, it could also have practical applications. These findings might help researchers design bacteria that generate useful energy for us oxygen-breathing humans to use. It's further proof that one species' trash is another species' treasure.
0: Nobody likes being cat-called, and that includes wildlife. The truth for many animals is that males are aggressive, sometimes especially toward females. That's why females of many species have literally evolved traits to avoid harassment. Some are pretty ingenious, and occasionally... Even help them fight back. Some animals do this through camouflage. One recent study found that some female hummingbirds disguise themselves as brightly colored males to avoid their aggressive strikes while feeding. In the same way, female African swallowtail butterflies dodge aggressive males just by looking like them. Yes, you heard me right aggressive male butterflies. But other females have more aggressive tactics. Female octopuses being harassed by males were seen picking up rocks and debris to throw at their harassers. There's power in groups, too. Females of many mammal species will often band together and synchronize their births to protect each other. Everybody needs a good winged woman. Females of more solitary species, like bears and whales, will avoid males almost completely. They'll just mate and leave. This is what biologists call the male avoidance hypothesis, and it might explain why so many species are raised by their mothers alone. Some biologists think that male aggression might also explain why many species with colorful males have drab females. Any females that actively signal their quality as mates would be the target of extra harassment. Male aggression toward females is kind of a dark side to sexual selection. Typically, sexual selection is associated with fun male traits, like big, beautiful peacock tails and TikTok-worthy mating dances. But sometimes this type of evolution leads to aggressive and intimidating behaviors geared toward the females they're trying to mate with. A 2014 study found that sexual aggression in chimpanzees results in more offspring, which helps to spread these aggressive male traits. And just like we've already covered, it's not just chimps. Sexual aggression is common in species ranging from butterflies to whales and many things in between. It turns out that sexual selection isn't just about a male's audition for a role. It's an arms race between pushy males and picky females. And when the males get aggressive, females can fight back.
1: You know, over the years, we've gotten a lot of great questions from awesome listeners like you. And some of those questions even pop up more than once, including this classic question from 2018. A listener named Victoria wanted to know why tea leaves sink. She wrote, quote, when hot water is poured on a tea leaf, doesn't it heat up and expand? So there should be more surface area making it float. Plus, it's diffusing out flavor and aroma into the tea. So shouldn't it be even lighter than before? but it magically sinks. Why? Here's what we discovered. I love this question because it led me down a rabbit hole about the bizarre physics of tea leaves. This morning, Cody was probably hearing me go, oh my gosh, there's so much cool stuff about tea leaves. You were so into this. I was so into it. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Why do tea leaves sink? Victoria rightly pointed out that hot water makes the tea leaves expand, which increases their surface area and spreads their weight over a larger space, which should make them float. At the same time, they're leaching that tea-tastic flavor into the water, which should reduce that weight. Well, the answer is actually pretty simple. They get waterlogged. Dry tea leaves do take a while to become so full of water that they sink, though, and before that happens, they're lighter than water for the reasons Victoria mentioned, and they do float. Eventually, enough water invades all the tiny spaces in each leaf, and they become heavier than the surrounding water, which makes them sink to the
0: bottom of the cup. Got so over time, they absorb water, get heavier, and then sink. Yeah. Okay.
1: But now for that rabbit hole. Yeah. Cody, did you know that Albert Einstein published a paper about tea leaves? I did
0: not know that. Did yeah, you know
1: that? I didn't know that. But in 1926, his article entitled, quote, The cause of the formation of meanders in the courses of rivers and of the so-called bear's law explained the so-called tea leaf paradox. Why, when you stir a teacup, water rushes to the outside, but tea leaves collect in the middle. It's basically because fast-moving water on the outer edge of the mug creates a zone of high pressure, so tea leaves tend to collect in the spots where there's less pressure, like the middle. Also, last thing, I promise, there's this wild phenomenon that makes it so tea leaves can actually travel up the water being poured into the cup and end up in the kettle. Wait, what? So you're you're pouring the water in, the tea leaves travel up the water that's being poured into the kettle from out of the cup. How? It's a thing called the Marangoni effect, and I don't have time to explain it, but we have links to all of this in the show notes. So thanks for your question, Victoria.
0: Let's recap the main things we learned today, starting with the fact that there's a huge electricity grid in the soil beneath your feet. It's formed by bacteria that quote-unquote exhale electrons into nearby soil minerals, and they do it by using nanowires, because of course they do. Scientists recently realized they were totally wrong about what those nanowires were made of, and now that they've fixed their mistake, it could lead to new developments in clean energy.
1: Yeah, and this actually isn't the first story we've run on electrogenic bacteria. Last October, we talked about how you have electrogenic bacteria in your own gut. Like, you've probably heard of lactobacillus, that so-called good bacteria that's in yogurt. Well, it's electrogenic. Isn't that wild? You can find a link to that episode in the show notes. Were you around when we recorded that?
0: Nope.
1: Aw, Cody was on paternity leave. Well, Cody... You have electrogenic (laughs) bacteria in your gut.
0: (laughs) Good to know. Good to know.
1: And we learned when male animals get aggressive, females have ways of fighting back. Some do it through camouflage, like how some female hummingbirds have flashy colors, just like the males do. Some do it by literally fighting back, like the way female octopuses were seen throwing rocks at their harassers. And some do it by avoiding males entirely, like solitary bears and whales do. Very... Hashtag relatable.
0: And some do it by ghosting you on Tinder after swiping right on you. For some reason, why'd you swipe right on me if you're not going to reply to my messages? Doesn't make any sense. Don't understand.
1: Well, the swipe right was to your profile. The messages gave another little intro to you and maybe they didn't like those.
0: Are you saying that when I intro by saying... Have you heard of critically acclaimed MMORPG Final Fantasy XIV, which includes a free trial up to level 60 and includes the award winning first expansion Heaven's Heavensward? You're saying that isn't a one way ticket to messaging me back.
1: I mean, for the right person, that would be a winning message. You just have to find the right person.
0: You're married. Why are we even having this discussion? I did find the right person. I just wanted to make a joke about how bad I was at online dating. (laughs) So if you're out there and you're also bad at online dating, it's not just you. (laughs) (laughs) And we also learned that tea leaves sink because they get waterlogged. Dry tea leaves are lighter than water, which is why they float at first. But eventually, water fills the spaces in all the leaves. Another tea physics phenomenon was the tea leaf paradox, which is about how when you stir a teacup, water rushes to the outside, but tea leaves collect in the middle. That paradox was explained by Albert Einstein himself, who found that the fast-moving water on the outer edge of the mug creates a zone of high pressure, and tea leaves tend to collect where there's less pressure in the middle. Weird stuff.
1: Yeah. And we actually just got a listener question about this same phenomenon, except when stirring pasta in a pot. So, Nigel from Salt Lake City, this one's for you. That's the reason that pasta collects in the middle of the pot when you stir it. And I know that past Ashley also said it's something called the Marangoni effect and I don't have time to get into it here. Well, I have time. Future Ashley has time. Here we go. So the reason that tea leaves travel up the water spout, to quote a lovely children's song, is it's all about how when you have a zone of high surface tension and a zone of low surface tension, the liquid will want to pull away from the low surface tension toward the high surface tension. Now, something that can produce higher surface tension is higher temperature. So the hot water in the kettle has higher surface tension than the less hot water in the teacup. And that leads some of the liquid to travel up the water and take some tea leaves with it. And there you go.
0: Wow, that took you like 15 seconds to explain.
1: It took me a lot longer to understand.
0: <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was going to say is, man, we, were, we ran a tight ship back in the day. Yeah. We really couldn't. We just didn't have, we didn't have time for anything.
1: Well, I mean, I had already gotten into so many different rabbit holes. I understand. Past Ashley was like, people are getting bored. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> Today's writers were Grant Curran and Cameron Duke. Our managing editor is Ashley
0: Hamer, who was also a writer on today's episode.
1: Our producer and audio editor is Cody Goff.
0: Join us again tomorrow over your morning cup of tea to learn something new in just a few minutes. And until then, stay curious.